0: Welcome to Build with Rob. I am Rob Deerdeck, CEO of the Deerdeck Machine, a one of a kind venture creation studio where we manufacture amazing companies using our machine method process. This show is really just all about our passion for creating businesses with do or die entrepreneurs and really sharing all the lessons that we have learned along the way. Today is a unique episode of Build with Rob. Uh, As some of you may know, we take pitches on our website. You know, we really ask if you have an idea and you want to share it with us and potentially partner with us and you really are a do or die,r then come to our website, create a video and upload it and share your idea with us. Now, I can't tell you how much I love these videos. I love how committed people are when they take the time and energy and share their passion with me. I watch every single one of these videos and, you know, I really... Felt like the right thing to do was to talk to each person, you know, because some of these entrepreneurs have great ideas. They're not the right fit for DeerDeck Machine, but I, I really want to be able to share my insight and and sort of knowledge and and give them a little bit of mentorship to help them along their journey. So I invited them to ask me a handful of different questions, and this episode is really connecting with each one of these entrepreneurs and and answering some of the questions that they have for me. First up, Kayvon, who created a prebiotic tea called half day Uh, they're out right now getting ready to raise some funds and so he had some really great questions about his brand for me
1: imagine waking up one day and being told you can no longer follow your passion that is not an option for you anymore because following your passion is life-threatening this happened to me when i was swimming collegiately with the hopes of becoming an olympic athlete In 2016, when I was just 18 years old, I was diagnosed with a debilitating digestive disease, ulcerative colitis, that crushed my dreams and made me rethink my entire lifestyle. The unhealthy diet and extreme training made me hospitalized for months and I lost 80 pounds. To build myself back up, I started researching and experimenting with an incredible ingredient, inulin, and incorporating it into my teas. We started our own venture and funded it in the early days by winning our university's new venture pitch competition. In 2019, we launched in Whole Foods and learned the market from the inside out, as well as what it would take to build a successful brand. We sell to our distributors for $1.26 per unit, which gives us a 40% gross margin, but it's only getting better. In 2023, we'll be over 50%, and in scale, when we're buying materials and ingredients by the truckload, we'll be closing in on 70%. To help realize this growth that we set out to achieve, we need money to fund the business. We thank you, and we hope you join us for a half day.
0: Kayvon, welcome to Build with Rob, man. I I, I really just wanna say thank you for sending in the video a little bit more far along than what we do, but I, I appreciated what you guys have created and what you're going for. Uh, and, and, you know, really, I, I just love talking to entrepreneurs and people just taking the shots and going for it. And, and I also thought, you know, I kind of asked everybody like, Hey, if you have any questions, send it to us, like, you know, to gather some insight about even the things that you guys are thinking about. I thought your questions were, were smart and insightful. And I'd love to just kind of like hear your thoughts on, on what, what you were thinking as it's related to, to what you'd like to ask.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, first of all, obviously, thank you for having me and allowing us the opportunity to ask these questions. And I thought of them because I was watching the uh, Outstanding Foods video, and I thought that the, the way that they position their product was incredible. So, it kind of goes after the similar profile, like of a healthy, better for you, but still great tasting, where that's like the pinnacle of what their marketing is. And I was just kind of curious as to if they launched with that marketing message, and then pivoted as like consumers started to give them feedback like, oh, hey, I really like this aspect of it or I really like this aspect of it. Or did they kind of just nail it out of the gate?
0: Well, look, I, you know, to me, it's number one, very beginning won't even consider doing a consumable without leading with taste. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I just can't even, and to me, when I, when I first uh, met Billy G, you know, it was presented to me as fresh soul. Right. And, and, and like, it's like, man, it has nothing. It was the pigless bacon chip, right. It's fresh. soul. I'm like, it doesn't even connect with like how amazing this tastes when you taste it for the first time. You're like, it's like heaven. You invented an entirely new category. So even as we develop the brand, um, we we loved the name Pig Out because it was real aggressive and it, it captured their attention. Right? We had this sort of philosophy: is is capture, compel, convert. Right? So get someone's attention, then tell them a story of the value of your product, then convert them to a consumer. Right? So Pig Out was really loud. Then you then you read how delicious it is and all the, the that it's it's plant based and has functional uh, aspects of it with protein and all this stuff, and then that that. that that converts you, right? And that's just something that you really got to think about. And the reason we called it outstanding is we want to taste at the top of the pyramid, right? Because it's like, forget about the functional benefit and what it can provide you as a value and a value prop of that product if it tastes bad. If your tea tastes bad, someone will be like, oh, this is great. This has got probiotics in it. It's good for, for gut health. Okay, cool. Oh, all right. Well, I'm done with that. Right. Cause the functional benefit will yeah. never outweigh taste. Right. And, and so I would just like, when you think about how to position, like I would, you know, even when I did mind, right. Right. Like we had mind, right. Mind, right. Was turning the nootropics and adaptogen actives in this vegan better for you bar into a verb. When you eat them, the What they cause to your mood gets you mind right, right? So it's like tying the mm. name all the way to the verb, but we call it taste good, feel good nutrition. Again, we led with taste because you're going to eat this thing, right? So it's like you just, anytime you're going to consume it, it should be taste over everything. So that, that would be something that I think you should really, really think about when you think about positioning the product, you know?
1: Absolutely, and that leads very nicely into the next question that I had, which was, how did you guys in the beginning with Outstanding Foods or Mind Right get people to initially try the product and like get them hooked on the taste? Like, was it a lot of in-store demos? Did you do a lot of marketing like free products? Like, how did you guys kind of get the word out there so that you incentivize trial, especially with COVID right now?
0: Yeah, and look, and I think trials evolved in the last you know five years with. Like paid marketing, right? And so it's like it's the what you have to do is declare it. You know, you got Little Wayne it. I'm the best rapper alive. You know what I mean? Like, and, and how you do that is testimonial videos. So it's almost like you're convincing somebody who watches and somebody eating it and being like, I can't eat describing it so that it basically, you know, converts somebody to want to, to now go to the website and buy it. And then there's a million different things you've got to consider in that. Now it's like trial packs, you know, for, for mind rights, since it's a bar pay for shipping, we'll send you three bars, right? uh, we also Mm -hmm. launched simultaneously on Amazon and Amazon prime, right? Because you really, you tell somebody, Hey, taste how delicious it is. It's so easy on Amazon prime. It's top of funnel. And then instead of going to your website and putting in their information and going through all that, they can just one click it on Amazon that they trust. And then now you got that one shot for them to crack it and taste it and be like, Oh man, this is delicious. Now, now I'm hooked on this type of thing. Right? So I, I think it's that way that you presented and market and storytelling through consumers and and them advocating for what it the experience is like is really what the modern day trial is. Because it's, you know, actually getting to a trial and a sample, it's so, you know so cumbersome and so you you gotta go region by region to ever ultimately be able to do that, especially in a in a RTD, you know, it'd be be really mm-hmm. difficult, you know. And I and look, and I think I think for even, you know, conceptually your brand, the value proposition is pretty like it's, you know, a great tasting tea, low sugar with digestive benefits. Right. And and to me, it's it's pretty middle of the road right? And, and you're, you're not quite, you know, for us, when we knew, we knew that there was benefits for adaptogens and nootropics, but we didn't get into the benefits. We got into the output. And instead of calling it nootropic superfood, we called it good mood superfood, right? And when I think of like half day, you know, I, I think like, especially in the gut, right? All this stuff to do with the gut and all the research says, you know, when, you're, when your gut is in the right order, you're less inflammation, you feel better, you have more energy, you're more happy, All all the reasons why you created it. So to me, it's like, if happiness starts in the gut, then it's like, I'm going to get half day happy by drinking a half day, you know what I mean? And then like... Like this whole idea of true happiness starts in the gut, trust your gut, have a half day, right? You're, you're aligning these more simple concepts to your value proposition rather than like low sugar teas that you love with digestive support. It's, it's, it's a, even though... Like probiotics and prebiotics are this big wave. It's still like, it's, it's still a soft story rather than this, this harder hitting, easy to understand type of way to position your business, you know?
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So focusing more on the, and that's where our, uh, we wanted to focus on the storytelling aspect, like, and reach back to when we were kids, you know, we loved getting a half day from school. And then we would essentially just walk home, grab an iced tea from the store, and then do whatever we wanted for the rest of the day, whether hang out in the backyard or go to the park. So we wanted to try to capture that type of nostalgic moment as an adult and recreate these like iced teas that we used to love, but we can't really have anymore because they're 40, 50 grams of sugar yeah. and then elevate that with digestive benefits. So I love the idea of uh, your putting it in the output. As opposed to just that top level, like just benefit.
0: Yeah, and think about that storytelling, right? Like you got to put a lot of layers in there. You know what you mentioned a mm-hmm. couple couple brands. I mean, even Olipop, it's just healthy sodas. Healthy sodas. Mm-hmm. It's the cleanest, clearest shot. Smart sweets. It's all your favorite sweets done healthy easy clear shot the value prop is just like you know and then when you look at brands like lemon perfect right like the kombucha brands are like kombucha is the ip the innovation like it's this clear you're buying it for so it's like to me like when you're trying to a story of of putting what how important half days are because they're 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 huge and what does a half day do? It makes you happy, right? Like it, it's like it's the output of what that actually is, right? And and again, I, I just when you a lot of the brands that you compared yourself to and looked at, it's their value prop is pretty clear, and, and a lot of times in their name exactly, you know what I'm saying? Like a a, a little bit different, you know. And and I just think it's it's positioning is you, when you're doing a great storytelling with a brand. It's gotta, it's gotta tie quickly back to to the to the output of your benefit rather than the benefit itself, right? Like I think that's the big thing that a lot of times, unless it's pure, like where something like pig out, it's a vegan pigless pork rind with 25 grams of protein. You know what I'm saying? So like the actual value prop is clear as day. Like, hey, if you can have this delightful, tasty pork rind that has no pork, right? Like, so it's sort of a different sort of aspect where I think half day is clear, the more in line with how we developed mind, right? You know, and really, hey, this will put you in a good nootropics and rather than try to convince you of the benefits of nootropics and adaptogens, we call the mix of them the happy brain blend. And then we we called it good mood superfood because that's the output. And then the verb is, you know, get mind right before you go and study, get mind right before you break up with your girlfriend, get mind right before, uh, you know, you got to see your parents, right? Like it's the, we, we created the depth in the name and, and the hierarchy of the branding that kept telling the same thing over and over that ties back to the value proposition of the actual product. You know what I
1: mean? I like that. And we got some work to do. I appreciate all the
0: feedback. I will right, well, look, keep on pushing, man. Thank, thank you for sending it down. And and again, I, I really liked it and I, and I love the story and I just love like, you know, this stage, um, where you're, where you're running and gunning and giving it all you got and learning as you go. Uh, you know, it's, that's the only way you can become a, an experienced entrepreneur and really winning the game is to be in the fire. Uh, so I wish you the, the best of luck as you continue on this journey.
1: Thank you so much. All I right. appreciate it. All
0: right, take care. All right, next up, we got a, a a pitch from a young man named Lance Corhorn who had a a new innovative tent concept that he wanted to to pitch us, partnering with creating the company with him. Uh, and he's a really fascinating guy. You know, he is a, a serial entrepreneur. Had started multiple different companies, and his core company is called Ladder Thirty Four. And he basically takes old fire hoses and recycles them and upcycles them into all different types of stuff, whether it's bags or wallets, all different types of things. In a really cool company, he's based in Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan, and and he's built his own manufacturing facility to create all these different products. And he's he's a true true doer dier.
2: Hey, Rob. My name is Lance Corhorn. In 2013, I pioneered the fire hose belt and launched Ladder 34 Rescue Goods after recognizing that condemned fire hose was being discarded across the United States. When I saw your do or die page two months ago, I began thinking about what product I could bring to the table. With that, meet the Polis Bag Tent I've dubbed Plant. This tent is suspended by a tree branch alone. You simply toss the bag over a branch and hold onto the rope. When the tent-shaped packaging is unzipped, the tent deploys and remains hanging from the top of the product. Stakes are included, and six loops are staked to the ground, keeping the tent in place. I'm going to push myself to the absolute limit until I reach my vision uh, with discipline and perseverance every step of the way.
0: Lance Corhorn, welcome to Build with Rob, man.
2: Thank you so much for having
0: me. Hey, First of all, I just you know I, I want to like just thank you from the bottom of my heart of you know kind of seeing the call for the doer dyers, being a true doer dyer and, and coming in and it's a big ask. Like hey, if you're going to pitch us an idea, here's how we look at business. Pitch back to us how we look at business and how you're a doer dyer and how you'd be a great fit at the deer deck machine and. And really you 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 studied everything, you looked at it, you really like paid attention to the details, and then put together an extremely detailed and thoughtful video about your idea um, that led us here today uh, to to talk through that idea, ultimately learn more about you and and sort of what makes you a do or dire and and to see if there's an an opportunity together um with this idea or even even in the future you know so again i just want to thank you for how much effort you put in and and you are in fact the very first person
2: well i appreciate that very much no i following the guidelines of everything that was put together was clear and concise and i knew exactly uh what i wanted to say to execute that so one of the things that always has become frustrating to me is when we do go camping how much of a pain it is to set up a tent and i i think everybody shares a similar um you know story to what they've gone through with that so how can we make that process easier that was that was you know something that kept running through my mind and then having manufacturing here in the house is is uh, it's really a blessing for creativity because it gives me the opportunity to say okay hey let's tweak this one thing and we can just go back in the shop and do that real quick so we experimented with this with this tent Suspended from a tree. Very simple to set up. It really doesn't take much instruction. And um, tried it out a few times. And it works awesome. Started looking around in the market and didn't see anything else really like it. You know, there's a few different concepts of easy setup tents, but this was something that compacts uh, easily and you can travel along with
0: it. And then, what what did you see in the market as the opportunity? Right, like is the value proposition of this tent ease? Right, is it the size of packing, the lightness of it? Like, in and, and then ultimately, what is the core value proposition of why somebody would buy it? And then, who is the demographic and the core consumer that would actually buy this product? I, I'm curious your exact vision on that.
2: Yeah, so I think I think. All of those things, but ease, ease being one thing, you know, shopping, I've gone to a few different stores just to look at packaging for these products and how, you know, there's an instruction manual that comes along with it. And how do you set up this product? So ease certainly is one thing, uh, the lightweight, uh, we have, we came up with two different designs. One's a, a two-person tent, one is a four, and they're both under two pounds. So it's something that you can easily carry along with you or just clip to your backpack or however you travel. You know, looking at the market, at the camping, in the camping space, I don't really see that there's been a lot of change in that space in, in such a long time. Uh, you know, it's been the pole set up uh, for quite a while now, and it seems that it's ripe for, you know, something new to come along, something that's easy. Uh, like I mentioned, the hammock, um, hammocking has become such a thing and it's it's the ease of just, you know, clipping it to t- trees and you you can enjoy enjoy your day that way. So um, I see the younger, the Gen Z, uh, late millennials that are, you know, outdoors more, doing more of these camping trips. And I think that's really the core market for this product is the ease of use and uh, you know, don't have to research too much about what the product is. It's pretty self-explanatory uh, how to use it.
0: I found it really interesting because number one, I appreciate when you go out and you provide market data, you're at least looking at it, right? And I went and validated this data. It's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, you know, We would consider this the discovery process of, of the machine method. and And normally if it's something that we you know, we're really interested in, we do a deep immersion to, to because it's like, you just, you get excited about an idea and then you decide it's white space and there's an opportunity there without uh, really looking at the market, you know? And so for me, like when I think about, there has been a, a pretty big movement of people camping that, that has been driven by Gen Z and COVID right? Where it's like, you could either stay inside or you can go, uh, camp, you know? And I think that, that I think everybody has all this free time. Don't got to do anything. Let's go camp. You know, I think that, uh, was, was especially for the depth of surge, you know, they added, you know, 10 million people that, that camped last year from the year previous. Right. And so when I look at that is the opportunity in, in sort of that uh, emerging market, that younger market, and, and I think if it is, is the way it's approached and the way you develop it different, right? And I think like you discovered where there is a market and an opportunity, you know, believe it or not, $3 billion global market isn't that big, right? And you got to keep in mind only about, you know, six, 700 million of that, I think ends up being North America, right? So, yep. uh, and it seems like a big number, but it, but at the end of the day, you know, when, when I think about you know, approaching a, a tent opportunity and developing it the way that you did, you know, I look at it like, man, it's difficult when you have a single product that you're trying to sell to a certain demographic of people. Because that means, you know, when you buy one of these, you're not going to buy 10 of them. You're not going to buy five over the next five years. You're going to buy one. Right. I would, I would akin it more to buying a bed. Right, you're going to have it and keep it for for a really long time, you know. So, when I think about the consumption behavior of a tent, it, it just goes. Even though it sounds big, three billion dollar market, ten million new campers this year, seven hundred million dollar market in the United States of America. If I can capture just five percent of that, I've got a thirty-five million dollar business. Right, it's. And, and I love, you know, you even put your thought into like, you know how much you can manufacture it for, right? Okay. With material, God bless that you can just order instead right. of, you know, having to like wait for somebody to finish and be able to recycle and then ship it back. Cause you know, those, that hose is heavy right and you can order it, put it together. You have your manufacturing team. You know, you can do it for 40. I'm looking at the market, like the high-end ones, there's, there's. Tens as high as five hundred dollars. You know, like the middle middle of the row is like ninety five. We could charge one fifty for this unique sort of aspect of it. But again, I still think you run dead into you got one product, right? You know. So now, and this is what I talk about a lot when you're developing a brand concept, right? It's like, it's like, you know, how do you how do you have a platform that you're creating products off of? rather than a single product and your hose upcycling your hose and sort of the value that you've created in that, that was a platform. You were able to make, you know, 40 different products off of it. The, the problem was actually finding the consumer was the difficult part. Right. And so now you look over it, you know, to you, the hardest part of course was, was you, since you're so deep in the manufacturing side and pushing the sales, uh, seeing how hard it is to to kind of build the supply chain for that and bring it to market and how much effort it takes. And then, you know, putting all that effort and not being able to drive the sales. I could see where y- you got frustrated on that because, because I think you said earlier, it doesn't take much explanation. It's a tent. I made it, I made it easier, better tent for you to use. You're already going to buy a tent. You're there's, you're spending 700 million on tents. Some of you are going to want to buy this easier one. Right. So like I, I even see your, your chain of thought on how it, how it's evolving into the opportunity. So my first question is you got all this experience in sort of all things firefighter based, right? And you have a deep knowledge, a, a very authentic core associated with it. And now this is this entirely different universe as it relates to, to sales and distribution, right? And when I'd argue probably a relatively competitive space. So how, how would you even anticipate being able to break in to the market to even sell tents,
2: well, I think you know, as I mentioned, the trade show that we did in Atlanta. I've done a um, another larger one and a, a few smaller events. Um, I've you know, associated with a lot of the uh, companies around us and you know a lot of bigger names, uh, and and recognized you know other shows that we had been planning to go to, and then COVID through COVID uh, that didn't happen, but. Um, I think that would probably be the start, at least to the, the retail aspect of getting into that market is, is hitting some of the bigger name trade shows, getting awareness from the, the big brands uh, in that regard. And then as far as, um, you know, different platforms uh, online to be able to show the um, simplicity and the, you know, the overall design is such an, a quick as i as I mentioned, like the the, the cost to value, how quickly you can recognize that you know that what that is, um, would be the online uh, side of things. So
0: yeah, look, I don't know. It would have been I, I just feel like this is one of those things where like you could yeah, and look, and, and, and I wouldn't even I would almost argue that if you could find an additional couple of products to add to ladder 34 and start taking shots at at some of these that that have the fundamentals high margin easy to manufacture that get purchased over and over have a deeper lifetime value and then tie that to your story then say hey th- then repitch yourself to something like shark tank that gives you that sort of scale i think that's something you should should consider you know what i mean
2: Sure. Yeah, no, certainly with the, with the plant tent concept, it was one of those things that quickly realized that it's a one product, you know, and starting to look at other, other brands, Coleman or Yeti, for example, where they start with one product and it ends up being something completely different that becomes their, uh, what they're known for, you know, you start thinking of things like that and, and where it can go, but
0: Yeah, look, and if there's a passion and you really believe, like, hey, I can I can create a company that disrupts this space, for me, the single concept, like and throwing it over the tree and and having the tree and setting it up, like I'm not saying that it's not. I don't know enough about the space, right? So I don't want to to dream kill it. I just know when I look at businesses. When it's not super duper clear from the beginning and then Ooh. super duper clear who's going to buy it and and really clear on on where it's going to be sold and why, it's hard for me. And then when I look at an entrepreneur that has this, this much uh, knowledge and depth in a particular space and then is stepping off to a, a another side, it's also like hard for me to like see the opportunity too because I see you just needing to learn the entire outdoor industry now from scratch.
2: Yeah. Well I appreciate that very much. It's it's uh you know it's a constant growth. You're 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 trying new things and pivoting here and there, trying to, you know, get to the next thing and and it's
0: it's uh it's getting there. Now are you still firefighting to this day?
2: I am yes, uh, full full time doing that. So my schedule allows me to be at the office on days uh, that I'm not at the firehouse, and um, you know, being there, being around it in that environment allows me to you know see all of the you know the opportunity for different products and and all of those things. So yeah, I, look, I man, keep I
0: l- look yeah. inside there, man. Look, yeah, you're there. Yeah. Hey, you're there a handful of days a week. Look, keep, that is your canvas. Right. Yes. Like there is an opportunity in there that, like, will both serve your fellow fighter fighters and yourself that can ultimately be shared with every single person because they're going to want to support the story and who you are in the journey that you've been on, you know? And, and very true. I, I, I really believe that you're going to find that. Um, and I look forward to hearing back from you and really uh-huh. getting to understand uh what what that next opportunity is, but right now um i'm I'm sorry to say that that the the tent and plant concept is just just the wrong fit for us uh, but again i, I want to thank you for for putting so much effort in I want to thank you listen to me. you know a man's a true doer uh-huh. dyer when in his pitch video he puts Kettering, Ohio. Uh, uh, you know what that, I mean? That's,
2: this, what, that's, what, that's what got you.
0: You know what I mean? When you put Kettering, <laughs> Ohio, this fire hose came from Kettering, Ohio. I'm like, oh, he's good. He's good. He, <laughs> he, he, he hit me right in the heart. And then I thought to myself, man, I wonder if that hose is from Kettering. You know what I mean? So We've come
2: close to there.
0: You Okay, cool, cool. But look, I, I yep. appreciate that attention to detail. And, and it was a pleasure getting to talk to you. And for everybody, go check out this man's company right now, ladder34.com. Check out his podcast, Station 34. Um, you know, it's, he's really doing a, a great thing and a true entrepreneur who's who well on his journey. And, and I look forward to you finding the great success that I know you're ultimately destined to have.
2: Thank you so much, Rob. I appreciate it.
0: Welcome, Jaime Luna. Jaime has a brand, an apparel brand that he's called Scrubby.
3: Hey, guys. It's created him and the Scrubby. Scrubby was designed and created for the skateboarder and the skateboarder fan community. In 2018, I grabbed all my savings and launched El Pepe Fish Tacos, a gourmet food truck located in Echo Park, LA, California. It's been a dream of mine to have my own clothing company. I'm full of different ideas, not only scrubby. I just need investors and a little bit of guidance. That's
0: what I would like to join the DeerDuck Machine. Hi, man. Welcome to Build with Rob, man. I gotta say, thank you so much for you know putting your video together and, and submitting it. You know, not 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 the right fit for the DeerDuck Machine and kind of what we're doing. Uh, but I would I would love to to just just chop it up with you for a second and and just kind of give you uh you know, some answer, any questions or thoughts or stuff that you might have that I could help you with in in kind of the idea you're trying to bring to market.
3: Oh, thank you, man. Thanks for the opportunity you're giving me. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, it's probably, it's in the, it's in the fetus stage right now. It's uh, it's a skating, graffiti kind of style. Yeah. Uh, A clothing brand. I always wanted a clothing brand and I just started drawing. And guess uh, is what I come
0: up.: Why'd you call it scrubby?
3: I don't know. It just came to me. It
0: is OK. And then you drew the first graphic, like that T-shirt graphic is like drawn by you as well.
3: Yeah, everything's done by me, no machines No nothing' it's drawn by
0: hand. And, and look, I look, look, I didn't know that from the way you pitched it, and I think that makes it even more special. You know what I mean? Like, I I think it's kind of like you're given your situation. Like this is like a really great creative outlet and making it much more special that it comes from your hands. You know what I mean? I think it's really, really cool. You know, I think that should be part of your selling of the concept as well. You know,
3: that's exactly my, that's exactly, I was going to tell you the exact same thing. Uh, It's an original piece. uh, It's made by, by me you know, that a machine or nothing is manually made, by it's original.
0: Yeah. And look, uh, what I think you should really think about, like, if you, if like, here's the story, it's your, you don't necessarily have to make it like skaters only, right? Like you're making like a streetwear, skatewear, like just anyone that appreciates like a stylish t-shirt yeah. uh, type of apparel and and you are the story. Right, like this is your vision, your creation, your art, and and I think a really easy way is to begin to you know build your social media, get people wearing it, let it let it just become a brand. But then just go and find like a zazzle or one of these on demand printing uh, places that that you can promote it and drive it, but not necessarily have to carry any inventory in the beginning. Uh, could also be a, an easy way to kind of try to begin to tell your story more about the creation because i think you could end up being the more hero of the brand and then people would come along to support you and what you're doing you know
3: yeah that's a good advice i mean i don't know if you remember the video but uh you know i just lost the business but yeah i learned a lot from el jefe's like, el jefe's you know, like, fish tacos man. yeah um it took a lot of guts to open that up yeah it takes a lot of guts to open a
0: business. Yeah, and look, and and you know, it's it's probably painful, and you probably look at it from from even if it's your passion, it's like it's it's timing too, right? Like you know, like if you if you open it and then COVID hits you know it you basically have no real way to even drive or build customers you know what i mean and and i think i think you know you are doing the right thing is always looking at different opportunities and keep mm. taking shots you know like like you most entrepreneurs you know, have to try a lot of different ideas till they find that home run, you know? And, and, and I think you have that spirit. You said you were relentless, you know what I mean? And I, I think like, uh, continuing to push that forward and applying that to, to all the ideas that you have, um, and looking to have one go, I think, I think you just continue to use that energy until you find the right market for what, what you've created, you know? Yeah, that's
3: what I'm trying to do. I mean, uh, um, my first business, I don't take it as a failure. You know, it taught me a lot. Yeah, a lot. So all I need is like, you no, know, like the, the stuff you're telling me. Yeah, you know, learn more about like business, and I think I'll be putting good at.
0: It. Yeah, and look, I think the you, what you always got to focus on is love the idea, be passionate about wanting to do it, so you have the energy and the drive. But really, learn the financial side of it you know, at the end of the day, like business is still business because it's about money. It costs you this much to create it. If you sell it for this much, like how much are you going to make? Like, these are all the things that are fundamentally important to make sure that you are putting energy into ideas that can actually be sustainable businesses that can provide you the life and lifestyle that you hope to achieve, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, look, it was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you again for for pushing it. And and I wish you the absolute best to Scrubby in every venture you do uh, that you ever get into. You know what I'm saying? Uh,
3: thank you, Rob. Thank okay. you for everything. Man. Great time.
0: All right. Be good. Okay. Next in is Justin. I met Justin a couple of years ago uh actually was able to stop and talk to him for a little while and give him some advice he sent a video in of a of a concept that he had similar to what he was doing with uh his current business jig real studios but ultimately um he really wants to talk more about life and balance and all those great things
4: hey guys my name is justin Glendo. i'm the owner of jig real studios as well as warehouse one and I also made a feature film called Loco, a little bit by myself. I actually met you, Rob. Uh, I want to thank you. Um, I think we believe we talked outside Super Jacket um, in Glendale, and I just want to say thank you for all the advice you gave me. We talked for like at least what two to three hours about business. Um, you, all the advice that you gave me has worked. It actually got this office behind me as well, as the building next to us with all our film sets, and. Um, yeah, we've probably made four times since the time you met us till now. Um, And I wanna say thank you, seriously, at the bottom of my heart, man, this advice. So that's why I'm also reaching out too, because I wanted to collaborate. That's really the bottom line. The reason why I'm reaching out to you guys, because I wanna start an online business. Yes, an online business to help educate the future entrepreneurs, filmmakers, actors, entertainers, just to under- look at this more as a business and not just as a, like a as a as an art. There's an art to it, but this is business, and I want to help them. Jig real, <laughs>
0: dude.
4: It's been like three years since we talked. Do you think that That's was like, three uh, years?
0: Do you think that was three years? I think it was like two or three years ago, right? Well, hey, was what like two the, years ago. I, no, was, I mean it had to have been. Man, it had to have been three or four years ago. The thing that's really funny is, it hasn't really been that long. Because I don't, I don't, I mean, I haven't been there in years. I don't know that we've, no, God, I guess it would have been if COVID was 2019 and it's 2021, like, man, it must have been at least 2017.
4: Maybe you're right. I had I I don't know if you saw that picture when I made that oh, video. all oh, pixelated. Uh, I mean, what I, I can love, look up the year.
0: Look, what I love more than anything is this idea that 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 your girl was like, can you talk to my guy? And then she yeah. slid around and got the photo of us talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I do hey, and I, I do remember talking to you, but I wondered to myself, did I really talk to him for three hours? I don't know if I talked to this guy for three hours. It was hours. a
4: long time. It was a long time. Because the reason why, because all the girls that were out there were like, man, they've been out there for a
0: long time. And so, for look, I, I I really I love to know. That you went on to to and, and really you were cooking back then anyway right so and, and as you evolved. but I you know what I, what I, I kind of wondered was you know even from my side of like even your pitch of like educational like you just you really went just general broad stroke like didn't really get too detailed. Like, why not, why not, why, if we're going to go through the trouble to make that pitch, how come not like hitting with like, Hey, this is what I really, here's the business that I'd really like to do. I was just curious about the general side of it.
4: So, um, yeah, I was thinking maybe like we talk about, you know, helping them like, even like with mindset or even understanding how to practically understand the logistics of business aspects, you know, practically how to network, build relationships, but I do think a, a big part of business is the mindset, man. Like if your mind is really dedicated uh, into wanting to get there, um, it will get there eventually.
0: And then what do you do? To, what do you do to practice that mindset like personally? And how did you how did you evolve and grow into that?
4: Man, it took me a while, man, to be honest with you. The, the biggest thing, man, honestly, uh, is like, you know, meditations, looking for inspiration, um, honestly, and also like duplicating other people. That I look up to, man. Honestly, just following what what all you guys do, like yeah. the meditation, just just consistent um, studying, practically becoming better every single day. And, and you know where I come from, I feel like that's not like really taught right away, and yep. you kind of have to learn that and at least that's my personal experience
0: yeah and look i I think there's something really interesting. I think the idea that you came from it and and had to like basically you you came from a world where it didn't exist, the same as mine my no my parents don't have a growth mindset, no one around me had a growth mindset. it was like evolving and growing you'd be doing it naturally and getting better and 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 being a self taught self learner um, was more like you know ambition and survival based right like how do i keep a, like do better and achieve more like so in in realizing it versus the way i'll raise my children right where like everything is it is like every aspect of life is define what you want figure out a path to get there and go get it no matter what it is and every day you just want to get better and better and better and when life is at its best right you are getting better and better at something that you want to master that's also going to pro- produce the lifestyle and the rewards and the fulfillment that you want personally to 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 have your purpose and have the life that you really – to have your ideal life, right? That's what I think is sort of the other side of of that development. So I say that in – You know, I think like for me personally, too, like long term, I will eventually share a philosophy that would be something that could kind of be taught, you know, over time. But I, I, you know, when someone like you, pit, like if you would have hit me with like, here's specifically the five things that we would teach, and this is what the call, and then uh, here's how we would get people to donate to support so that underprivileged kids that don't have access to this would get the schooling for it. Like, I would have need needed to see some like depth as it was related to like, okay, here's like a real opportunity versus like the general side of like, hey, let's teach kids growth mindset. Too general, you know
4: absolutely but the thing is too is like my at least with my goal at least what i envisioned was you know obviously obviously mindset was one part obviously if you can break it off into different branches if it's for acting you can teach them like here's some stuff we can talk about with you know understanding the business side of 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 understanding the the acting part of how to network and get an agent how to find better auditions Anything that can help you grow and become better than just being the actor that sits by the phone and expect things to happen for you, which is, I think personally, is like a, it can be suicidal in a way, in a in a in a way for your career because you're you're just kind of sitting there expecting things to happen for you. Um, And I think uh, personally, if you at least give them structure, order of what to do, step one, step two, step three, to become um, more successful in their. in their field to become better practically.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. I, I, I think like there's, I do think there's something to it. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, and, and as you have resources that can kind of build that, especially I really also like it if you focus it on the Los Angeles market. You know, acting is for just Los Angeles, but there's all of these different sort of things that could create a ton of value. And I think anything that teaches like step by step, teaches you what, what happens when you get paid, like what an agent gets, what lawyer get all these different things. I I think like the business side of a lot of different things could, could be super helpful, you know? So keep on pushing on that. Keep on pushing on that.
4: One more question is like, do you, when you ever like build a business and because I, I, I will say this, everyone's failures is like the best lessons it gets you closer to even better project and you get better and you learn and you adjust and everything how do you feel like how do you feel when you come to a business that you have to adjust just because that past business didn't work in that way like does that kind of reflect your next business oh like okay it didn't work in this way it has to work this way and the other way
0: always i mean it's the you never stop evolving you know, but, but, but what I also, not only do, you know, Ray Dalio, you know, big, big ambitious goals, failure, learn big ambitious angu- audacious goals, right? It's sort of these, this, this sort of loop of what failure does. And everybody talks about learning from failure, but I, I also learn deeply from success. I learned I, because it's like you. Even though something works, you also see like, wow, if we would have did this, this, and this, then it really would have worked, right? Oh, if we would have just changed this. So, you know, it's not just failure. Failure is the the, the just the more painful side of learning lessons. And sure. and and I don't care what business you're in, you you just want to get to a place where you're. You're micro failing all the time and not like macro failing, right? Like you don't, when you've tried an idea and then it has to go all the way out of business, that's the most painful way. But even as a business along the journey, you're failing left and right without fully going out of business yet. That can still give you a chance to make those pivots, adjust, learn, and, and take your idea uh, to the next level. Um, but, but that is the joy of life is that you get to continually evolve and, and grow. And that's why I say to anybody, like, you know, when I think about, cause is Jig just a production company?
4: So we're educational school as well. So we kind of have that feel. Oh, I you already like, did, okay. Yeah, we already do, we educate people, we educate actors, uh, filmmakers, just to kind of understand like the business side exactly. But my goal was when I was pitching to you is to do it in a in a virtual form. Oh so it was your it, exact
0: yeah. business only see that wasn't even clear you need to pitch clear I know i am sorry put you didn't put it up I'm sorry Ralph. you already had my ear since we connected you didn't, put, <laughs> you didn't put you didn't put enough effort into that pitch you know I'm sorry dude but I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. Hey. I, I didn't know how much time it
4: was I didn't know how much detail you guys were wanting so hey. I wasn't I, I was just kind of like told you a concept and I wasn't sure well how far I was gonna go with this and but yeah we are a production too we did make a feature film recently. Um, It's called Loco, but your
0: primary business is education.
4: No, my primary is actually filming demo reels for actors, but our secondary is educational.
0: Yeah, and that's what I—that's what I like. What I love about you know, if you can continue to to grow towards that mastery, right? Like if you you base your mastery is I'm going to become the number one source for all up and coming actors that ever come to L.A and yeah. and i'm going to teach them finance pitching reels like if it and and now you're really focused right like and and i think you you can really have something and put a big anchor in the in and build be a platform uh, for actors and a resource for them, and here's everything that we provide. You can do headshots eventually, and and anything else like creating, like helping people develop their brands and do their own websites, like. And now you could. You know, potentially even eventually have like early management. Like we'll manage you early and then transition you to the right agencies. Like there's so many things like that. I think that that you could could do if you focus on that as a mastery. You know what I mean? I, look, I I'm glad we got to reconnect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not quite three <laughs> hours, uh, but but through your own uh, setup here, and I, I'm glad to see that you're finding the success, man. And I really uh, wish you. you the best and and look forward Thank to you, seeing Rob. you putting all these actors in the right. Mindset to find success in acting and in life. Got it.
3: All right. right. It, Rob. All Thank right. Wish you, you the best, day. man.
0: All right. Take care. Have a great day. All right. That is it for our show today. Make sure to follow Build With Rob wherever you listen to the podcast. Subscribe at YouTube backslash Deer Deck Machine if you want to be part of our growing community of machinists head over to DeerDeckMachine.com and join the consumer collaborators that are really helping us evolve all of our product concepts. Of course, if you have an amazing idea and want to be integrated into this show, head over to DeerDeckMachine.com and pitch Are You A Do or die to us. Um, but again, you know, in order to get on this show, you, you got to have vision. Uh, you got to do the work to believe it's possible. Then you got to put in the efforts. You always got to see it, believe it, and do it. Until next time, I'm Rob Dyrdek.